Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to innovative hunting products and services. If you want to level up your hunting game and gear, be sure to join the hunt. To join the hunt, text the word BANDIT to 345-345, and when you do, you'll join our email list, where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services, along with entertaining tips and tricks straight to your inbox. Again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345, and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Well, howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here. As always, uh, the Corn Bandit Richard is right here with me. How you doing, sir? Technically, I'm not right there with you, but uh, well, you know, I'm with you. Figuratively, and... not physically, but... You yes, know. yes, and, and spurred. I'm always with you, Spirit over the airwaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about tonight? Well, I, you know, I... Here on the the Feed Bended podcast, we we talk about so many fun things. We interview so many great people. This this has been a real fun experience. But we, you know, we we in order to boost our ratings, we we really want to <laughs> we really want to dive into some very controversial topics. Ah, so we want to um, get some people uh, agreeing and possibly disagreeing with us. Yeah, potentially. Potentially, okay. get some uh, some some hate mail. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> now, I, you know, I, I, I think um, th- this will be the the first of our brand new series, the controversial topics of uh, of hunting, and oh, we might get into gun control and you know things of that nature. So yeah, we can call it hunting controversies. That's right. That's right. So, so part one, uh, I think we'll do. We'll we'll talk about something that's I think near and dear to our heart, and that's baiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, baiting is. Um, Baiting is a part of Texas deer hunting. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's been that way since the beginning, and uh, I, I don't see it changing. No. Um, you know, and uh, and and I, I I think that's a I think that's a great thing uh, for for a a, a a number of of different reasons. But you know, unfortunately, there, there are a lot of folks out there, you know, and our, our fellow hunters who who think that. You know, hunting over a corn feeder is um, uh, is unfair. You know, they they think that, uh, and of course, a lot of the folks that don't hunt in general say, "Oh God, how how could you sit there with a high powered rifle where you can see nine quarters of a mile and and, and then shoot that <laughs> poor innocent deer?" Blah blah blah. You know, and I'm just like, you know, first of all, you best get out of here because we're, we're we're about to tango. Um, but no, there are there are in my opinion there are definitely more pros to being able to bait during hunting season than there are cons. Uh, you know, and, and just for the fun of it, I, I think let let's talk about the cons first. Yeah, um, I was gonna say let's. Yeah, yeah, let's talk because, about yeah why def- we shouldn't bait first. Right, right. <laughs> or so why people I, think we shouldn't bait first. Right. I mean. Right, right. You know what? I think really one of the only, uh, to me, the one of the only arguments that that really holds that holds water about not baiting, um, or the reason why you would not bait is the whole CWD. I always did I say that right? Mm-hmm. CW. Thank you. Okay, chronic wasting yep. disease. Yep. Yeah. Th- there has been. Um, God, it was like, it was a couple of months ago now that there was. Um, there, there was some talk, and of course, it hit a pandemic 
some somebody in the in the upper echelons of Tex Parks and Wildlife <laughs> mentioned something about potentially banning, uh, you know, being able to to to, to hunt over bait for white-tailed deer, and it just sent off a just a firestorm of backlash. Um, uh, it would be like a revolution. Oh, um, my God. It, it would be it would be horrible. I mean, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Right? Yeah, yeah it, it would be terrible. But um, you know, I, I think that their they're thinking behind that is when you have a bunch of animals that congregated you know, in a certain area, you know, then that that's where you breed disease and, and, and things of that nature. And, and, and there's no doubt that you know, disease and infection, or not, not, I guess not infection, but diseases are spread within, you know, deer herds. Um, I remember last year, in fact, I, it was about this year, about this time, I don't know if you remember, Jimmy, we, we pulled a, a velvet 10 point out of the, uh, the house tank there mm-hmm. at the Rancho Bandito. Why'd he die? We don't know, but, but we got to assume that it could be, you know, maybe something with stagnant water. Uh, it could be blue tongue. You know, it could be could be something of that nature. Obviously, it's not not CW uh, CWD. Yeah, right. CWD. <laughs> I, I can't. I need like a cheat sheet here because I I keep second guessing myself. Um, but but really, th- you know, that would be that would be really kind of one of my only real legitimate reasons why I you know I wouldn't want to be. You know, if they if they came out with Proof positive, man. This is killing deer, then it's spreading, so on and so forth. Okay, you know, then, um, then yeah, maybe, maybe we we definitely shouldn't bait. You know, for for the smaller critters too. You know, there a corn, uh, and and our our, our good friend at uh, Peace Plus would would agree with us. You know, baiting with corn um, does have aphitoxins in it. You know, and then mm-hmm. the, the higher the aphitoxin count in your corn, uh, it, it, it can be deadly. Now I know that a lot of the corn, you know, producers and baggers and sellers and, and all, all the other ellers um, that are involved in the process are really taking that to heart and are testing it and, you know, making sure that 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 you know was if, especially for feeding corn that's that's not going to be a problem. So, um, what about what about the uh, maybe the objection that well you don't want to get the deer you know used to or a habit or uh, reliant upon. Yes. Yes. You know your feed because yes. you know no. yeah. this, that, and the other. They need to be right. they need to be sustained on the natural right. forage, no. foliage, blah 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 blah. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see where people are coming from on that, but at the same time, totally. You know, if you do it right, right. You know, you're not. They're not going to because they can't really sustain themselves necessarily on corn. No, right? I mean. It, no, uh, it's starch and protein. I mean, protein just like with humans. I mean, it's let's you're if you're a bodybuilder, you know, you're gonna right. have get your creatine, right? Right, <laughs> or whatever your protein. Yeah, I mean, look 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 at look at my body. I'm a pure That's protein. Right. I mean, it's, well, it's a it's a different podcast. Different different type of bodybuilding is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I can see where that's coming from. I guess. So what do you yeah. what do you think about that? No, you know, it's actually a very good, it's actually a very, 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 very good point. Um, and, and that's one of the big reasons why people are, you know, park rangers and whatnot, and natural forests are, are real big about, you know, not feeding the, uh, you know, feeding the mule deer your, your leftover salad, you know, because, uh, you know, when, when, the, when it gets really miserably cold and there's 90 feet of snow, you know, your salad's not going to be there for them. 
Um, you know, in, in Texas, I, I don't think that that necessarily holds a lot of water because, you know, we we've always in most parts of the state, you know, may, maybe not so much in the panhandle. Okay, if it snows, of course, it's going to melt in a couple of days. You know, the deer have got their, you know, the 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 forage that you know that's that grows during that time of year. So you've got your winter forbs. Now, of course, in the winter after big freezes, you know, the, the, the fall forbs are going to, are going to die off and they're going to go to, you know, leftover acorns and bark and whatever else. Um, but I, I can see some validity in that argument. You know, if you're up in, uh, just use an extreme one here, uh, North Dakota. All right. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're out there in North Dakota, you're getting 30 feet of snow, uh, yeah, you know what? Those deer might, after a while, get used to going to that deer feeder. Uh, and if that thing doesn't spin, I mean, who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, no, I, I think it's a good point you make, but, uh, I, I still don't, uh, I, I don't think it's much of an argument down here. That, that's for sure. I think it, right now is a good time to kind of make a distinction between, you know, when we use the word baiting, that can mean a lot of things. Yeah. Right? So, if there's people that aren't used to hunting in Texas or right. even kind of surrounding states of Texas that, you know, they're like, well, so what do you, what do we actually mean by baiting? You know, I mean, that's, uh, there's different, I guess, levels, right? You could say, you know, and of course each state kind of has their own regulations as far as like right. timing, you know, and, right. and then when you're hunting, you know, can you, can it be there? Does it have to right. be? Gone, you know, does the bait have to be gone after a certain right. period of time? You know, there's, so there's a lot of different uh, uh, different kind of varieties, if you will, right. amongst the states of what they allow, how they allow you to hunt over bait and things of that right. nature. Um, why don't you give the people who maybe aren't familiar with, I guess, the freedom that we have down here in Texas, right. if that's the way to... If that's the way to put it, <laughs> uh, you know what we can what we can do here that maybe a lot of other states can't. Right, right, yeah. So, so, so down here in Texas, we are we are basically free to to bait any of our native game. Okay, so white-tailed deer, mule deer, uh, obviously any of the exotics such as wild hogs or axis deer uh, or even elk. We are allowed to have a bait station. Uh, you know, and of course, the intent of that bait is to draw an animal in so you can harvest it. That's day hey, easy peasy. All right. Now, the only thing we cannot bait in 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 Texas is obviously going to be your migratory birds, so your ducks, your ducks, geese, cranes, and uh, and dove. Um, which you know that that really sucks. I I would love to be able to you know to, to bait, but obviously you can't. And 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 there's a reason for that, obviously. So. Um, yeah, so, so here in Texas, you literally can feed, I think you can feed just about anything, you know, to, to the native game animals, whether it be corn or in any mix of, you know, seeds and, and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, and a you lot of places through the season. Yes. Like you don't yes. have to stop. Very good point. And yeah. you can hunt within, you know, visual distance. I mean, you, you don't have to be, you know, like some states say, well, you know, your bait has to be removed within X number of days right. da, 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 or something. Right. And then some say that and or, you know, you can't you can have it there, but you can't hunt like within eyesight of the yes. actual station or, right. or whatnot. Well, here it's basically, yeah, I mean, kind of do what you want. Yep. <laughs> More or less. No. And then you're you're exactly right. Um, yep. 
And, and and so that that's obviously one of the the really nice freedoms that we have. So so let, let's talk about let's talk about some of the pros for for being able to bait. And in this case, we'll we'll talk about the white-tailed deer. Um, you know, Texas, I, I believe, has one of the the biggest. It does, I think, have the biggest white-tailed deer herd in the entire, uh, you know, the entire United States. Um, I also, you know, now our, our deer are obviously a, a, there's multiple subspecies of the whitetail, uh, so our deer are not the biggest. However, they are the most plentiful, uh, and they typically, you know, tend to grow some pretty nice racks, a- a- and they grow these racks off of just in conditions where you wouldn't think that they really would, you know, some of these deer down South Texas get, get just absolutely enormous off of good genetics. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that. Um, uh, but they also get, they get really big off of their natural forage. Whereas a lot of these deer in Iowa and Illinois and all that, you know, they, they get, they get ginormous off of, uh, you know, soybean crops and, and all that kind of stuff. So obviously South Texas, we really don't, we don't really have that. Um, so anyways, I, I, again, I, I'm getting off topic there, but I, again, what I think that the, 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 the biggest pro for being able to hunt over bait in my mind is that it allows the hunter to make the absolute best decision when he or she is about to pull that trigger. Uh, that corn or, or the protein or the, the peas, whatever you're, whatever you're, th- whatever you're serving, okay? Um, you know, it'll sit there and it'll hold deer. It will allow you to observe all the body characteristics of a particular animal. It's behavioral characteristics. Okay, for example, if you've got 10 does at your feeder, you know, if you've got some, some uh, mama does, you know, that are in there and that are, are, are putting their ears back and flinging hooves, you know that those those are probably your more mature does, all right? Now, think about trying to make a decision on what's a super mature doe with 10 deer out in front of you that's passing right by you, okay? Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's a little bit more challenging. So whereas, you know, here in Texas, we, we've got that that gift to be able to to select that animal and, and make a good shot. Uh, you know, moreover, you know, again, with that bait, we can allow that targeted animal to get into a good spot where we don't have to rush a shot. Mm-hmm. All right. Or, you know, we're not, you know, it, it, it's the end of the season. We ain't got no meat in the freezer. We got to shoot, you know, and <laughs> uh, that's the great thing is that we don't have to necessarily take those kinds of shots because we, again, we've got, we've got the bait to hold them there. Um, well, and, you know, just being able to sit there and kind of study Yes. The animal, yes. You mentioned that it does help you, you know, select the the right animal to take and everything. But it does. The implication of that is, you know, you're you're you are actually in the long run helping out the herd right. by culling, correct? You know, the lesser deer, correct. typically. You know, and yeah. culling the deer, like you mentioned, that you need need to cull, so for the future that herd is that much stronger. So it's the argument is, you know, un, you know, by doing that. You know, you know. Yes, you may be. It may seem like it's unfair to draw them in so that you can harvest them, but at the same time, you're doing them a favor. Correct. You know? <laughs> yes. You know, so. Yes. Yes. And, and and I'll tell you, uh, it wasn't but two years ago where I had uh, t- talk about not fair. Let, let's bring up some instances where it was very fair and very humane. Uh, two years ago, I killed two deer. Uh, that were uh, were all but pasture poodle bait, 
within within days. Uh, one of them somehow, I, I don't know how this happened still to this day, uh, hit, you know, if, if you look at a deer's hoof, okay, you know, it's got those two little, little black hard things, right? That's terrible scientific description there. Uh, well, one of those little black hard things was missing, all right? Mm. So it was just raw, super infected meat. Uh, and the the inf- oh god and the boy just reeked of <laughs> it reeked of bad cheese under a car hood in July. Uh, wow, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was great. I did, you know, my Scarlet was there and she was wanting to get some of that. I'm like, no, sir, oh, no. Can she, you yeah, imagine? It was, it was a good video. <laughs> uh, but 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 again, the cool thing was that instead of this, and, and nature's nature, man. You know, if a coyote or a mountain lion would have gotten to him, it, what are you gonna do? Nature's freaking cruel. It happens. Mm-hmm. But but I was able to put this deer down within seconds of seeing it and identifying that it was hurt. Um, I had a, another deer that same year in, in January show up uh, with a, a limp like I have never seen. Now, and I think we've talked about this before, deer are just like humans, okay? They, they have cable. They have jobs, right? No, they don't. <laughs> they don't floss. Uh, uh, but they get lucky. hurt. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. God, I hate floss. Some ways. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> But 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 the but the but they they do get hurt, okay? You know they they, you know they'll they'll trip. You know, I mean they're they're very agile creatures, but they do get hurt, and so you've got to be you got to be very cognizant of okay, is this deer really is this deer hurt or is he injured? Right. Like, oh, God, I've been wanting to use that forever. Right. So my football coach would say to me, um, oh, yeah. and so this this second deer that I saw was limping so bad. Uh, that I just was like, man, this, this is not good. Uh, another thing that I, I knew that he was in, in deep trouble, this was a buck, right? And this was late December, okay? And the antlers at Rancho Bandito do not start falling off until about, you know, late January, February. This guy had already lost an antler. So I could tell that he was in deep, he was in deep trouble. So I went ahead and put him down. And uh, sure enough, when I got up to him, his shoulder was completely, uh, was, was completely broken. All right. Again, this this bait called in this animal, and I was able to humanely put him down instead of being eaten alive. All right. Again, hey, it's nature, but again, the the, the feeder allowed me to, you know, to uh, to to do that. Um, two other arguments I, I will bring up for a feeder, and, and this actually you hear in a lot of the hunting shows, is that you know um, you have a lot of these hunting personalities that are on the TV. They're like, well, you know. We're down here in South Texas, and um, you know we're hunting along this Sendero, which is Sendero, of course. <laughs> and uh, you know they'll talk about you know the brush is so thick that you've got to have something to bring out these animals. You know it's not it's not as though you can you have any trees to hang a tree stand in. You know, so that's that's one of the arguments they use. I'd say to to me, what's becoming very important to me though. Um, as far as one of the big pros about being able to bait is for the kids. Um, you know, first of all, being able to have a bunch of wild animals out in front of your kids is invaluable. All right. It, it, it to me, it, it's more important than seeing your first baseball game. Of course, if you're a big hunter, natural or big wildlife enthusiast, it, it is a cool thing. And being able to to have a bunch of animals out there and being able to show your girls or your boys, hey, look, this is what's going on. Oh, did you see that? Look at his, look at his antlers. Isn't he pretty? You know, oh, look at those two. You know, goofing around. I think it's really cool. Okay, uh, but when it comes down to to that first shot, 
uh, you know, that first shot, you, just like when you're teaching them about the outdoors, you want to be as perfect as humanly possible. So again, having bait is going to keep that deer within the distance. Um, and again, allow you to put a good shot down. My, my, my best friend and, and, and my, my cameraman, his, uh, I had the, the absolute privilege, something I'll never forget, mind you, of, um, of being in the blind for, I, I, yeah, it was his, it was his first year. It was a doe. And, and, and me and my buddy made the decision, okay, you know, I, this feeder is about a hundred yards, but Hey, wouldn't it be better? And he was practicing. He was deadly on paper at a hundred yards. Wouldn't it be cool if we can get something like at 75, you know, something of that nature. So what did we do? The night before, we got a bag of corn, and we went out there, and we basically made a nice little trail of deers from the, from the feeder to about 75 yards. And, and sure enough, guess where we took a picture the next morning? Yeah, yeah. right at that 75-yard mark mm-hmm. with, with a beautiful doe. And it's a picture that I'll never I'll, – like, the time I'll never forget. Yeah. And no, we sealed awesome. when we sealed the deal with 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 this with this kid. Uh, since then, he's killed like five five or six more. Uh, and and when he becomes an adult, he is going to be a student of the game. He's going to buy stuff that's going to help you know whitetail and uh, you know help the deer species in general. I mean, it's 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 a it's a domino effect. Yeah. Uh, so that's sure. why I like baiting. Well, you know, and also part of that is you know he was also able, you know, and all kids, of course, but as just continuing his example, you know, of sitting with you, sitting with his dad, right. and uh, up until the point of him actually deciding to shoot, you know, he was able to learn from the people he was sitting with and actually study the deer as well. So it's a, yeah. the education there, you know. So it's not just good for the shooter, you right. know, but it's also, you know, the the person that you're sitting in the blind with and teaching them, you know, what to look for. And you, know, you can really study those particular deer that yes. way much, much better, you know, so. Right. Well, and, and let's talk about the whole, you know, just the whole tradition thing. It's a ride of passage. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my best friend did it with his father. Unfortunately, his father passed away after we were in college. Uh, so unfortunately his son never got to be with his grandfather, but you know, he got to be with me, um, you know, and he got to be with his dad. And it's just it's just a big deal, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just it is so cool. So, um, you know, and, and again, I, I'm not saying that, you know, somebody up in Iowa or, uh, you know, Wisconsin, I, I know that they can hunt over crops. But in areas where you can't hunt over anything bait, I'm not I'm baited. I'm not saying that. You know, they're not going to have a great experience. They're going to experience all this kind of stuff. I just think, you know, down here in, in Texas and in the areas where you can bait, it just gives you a higher success ratio. Right. Um, you know, well, what, there's what, also what, that. La- bow and ahead. rifle. Yeah. Well, there's also that uh, aspect of, you mentioned it, uh, you touched on it, the whole population uh, question yeah. where you said, you know, Texas is a huge deer population. Yeah. Um. You know, I think that probably goes one of the as one of the biggest factors going hand in hand with being able to bait, and that you know if you didn't and it and you forced everybody here to yes. you know not hunt that way basically, yes. Yes. then and you and you end up allowing the population to just explode beyond belief. Yes. Yes. Well, what's that going to do to the population in the long run? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be I'll terrible what, for the population. <laughs> right I'll on. tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be anthrax. 
It's going to be CWD. It's going to lead to that kind of stuff. I mean, hey, talk to the snow goose. All right. Talk to the snow goose. The snow goose was one of the greatest conservation stories of, of, of our time, our time, human time, uh, when the, you could say the wild turkey as well. But but the snow goose was basically hunted to obliteration, okay? There were virtually none of them left, all right? Now, there are so many damn snow geese because of Ducks Unlimited, uh, because of Delta Waterfowl, and just because of other you know, rules and laws that were put in to, to, to bring the species back that they're act, they're eat, they're actually obliterating the Arctic now. So mm. now they have a snow goose season where you can use no plug. All right, which wow. is a big a big no no. You can use electronic collars, which is a big no no. Um I don't think you can I don't think you can use bait, uh, but let me tell you this much. They're probably close to approving that as well because it's just gotten the snow goose population has just exploded, mm-hmm. and obviously the Arctic is a night is a big breeding ground for a lot of waterfowl, especially geese. So it's going to start, you know, affecting the Canada geese, you know, the uh, speckle bellies, and anyways, it, it's it's it, it is a crazy thing. So so yeah, you know, an overpopulation uh, is a, is definitely a bad thing, you know, and and especially here in Texas, you know, we've we've um, you know we've got those super wet years. Not right. we're having kind of having one right now, uh, but then we have those super dry years. And talking about eating yourself out of house and home, it's you know it's it's a scary thing. So, right. All right. Well, yeah, I think there's one aspect of this whole uh, hunting controversy that uh, we haven't touched on, and you know we talked a lot about uh, how baiting and everything how it affects mm-hmm. say deer themselves and whatnot, but we really right. hadn't talked about what about the whole, uh, I don't know, <laughs> kind of battle, if you will, internally amongst hunters about whether that is sporting. You know, as far as yeah. being like, uh, you know, you hear a lot about, you know, people that hunt in areas where you can't bait and right. this, that, and the other. And it's like, oh, well, that's, you know, sitting in a deer blind with a feeder, you know, that's not hunting. That's just, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. Or, right. you know, you got to get out there and, you know, right. all this other stuff. Uh, you, you know, all the, the uh, the arguments there, oh, but sure. Uh, sure. you know, I think that's kind of the more uh, touchy, if you will, uh, subject because that one is internally amongst the hunting the hunters, internally amongst the hunting community. Right. Whereas maybe the baiting one, yeah, that could be internally, but it also has the aspect of the external, you right. know, the well, the you, whatever you want to call them, animal people and what environmental right. people, all this type of stuff, you <laughs> know. But they don't really care so much of like whether whether right. you're sitting in a deer blind over a feeder or whether you can't do that. Right. You have to be out in the in the bush and hunt. You know that's more right. of an internal yeah. internal struggle there between hunters. So I mean, what what are your uh, thoughts there? Because I know people listening. You know, there yeah, some people are probably sitting there thinking, oh, I can't believe those boys in Texas they can <laughs> sit in a yeah. deer blind and hunt over a feeder. Yeah. What is that? You know, so, oh, it's. it's- it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> no, no. Well, first and foremost, first and foremost, for real, you know, listen, we, we are all hunters. At the end of the day, the venison hits the plate, and it really doesn't matter how it got there. Obviously, as long as it wasn't poached or it was a canned hunt or something of that nature, okay? Venison is venison. that tastes the same whether you shoot at a feeder or you shoot it a million miles away after you've been tromping through the woods all day. Uh, so in my very humble opinion, I don't think hunters should squabble at all. Uh, we should take the fight to the idiots who want to try to 
uh, you know, ban hunting in, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the idiots that we need to fight um, and, and spend our time, you know, to find messing with. Um, they're trying to take our, our passion and our, our, you know, our heritage away from us. Um, you know, as far as the argument goes of, you know, well, it's, it's not very sporting, you know, the, 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 for me, um, I, I, I don't have the, I, I do, let's put it this way. I don't practice nearly as much as I, as I should. Okay. So I, you know, I've been shooting for a billion years. I've killed a whole bunch of deer, even more hogs. Tons of dove and all that, but I don't consider myself to be, you know, a very good shot because I don't practice as much as I should. So I'm not going to be super comfortable making a a rush shot. That's not fair to me, and certainly not fair to the animal. Uh, and 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 B, you know, I, I like to be able to again to pick out the the animal and, and 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 take a shot, you know. But but there's also a C to this whole thing, and there's the whole meat aspect of it. Um, you know, sure, I would love to be able to go to, to public land out in the Trans-Pecos. In fact, I'm actually going to be putting in for all the, the Texas public public land draws after I get paid next. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I've been doing it for like six years. And now, if you win, do they let you take a friend? Uh, you know, actually, some of them do because like, <laughs> really? some of them are like, yeah, you'll basically die if you don't have another friend out there. So. <laughs> but <laughs> – but 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 the C factor for me is the whole meat aspect of it. Okay, sure. Yeah. You know, my wife and we we could certainly go out there and we we could just buy beef. And hey, believe me, the Kenshlow family is a huge supporter of the beef industry. We love beef. All right, but we also love to eat venison. Um so, you know, and and the same thing with the Byrne family. The Byrne family loves to eat venison and and the majority of our meat Every year that we consume our families, all right, is going to be all venison. Yep. All right. So, so we really don't have the luxury of going out there and just having one, you know, just being able to harvest one or two deer. You know, we, we need to shoot quite literally as many as we potentially can so we can grind it up or, or, or do our deer steaks, do what we do to, uh, you know, to feed our families. And again, yes, no, absolutely. We could go to the store and do that and again we do we buy the steaks we love but uh but but we also love the venison too and that's what we primarily eat i mean at least once a week mm-hmm. um absolutely speaking of so, my uh free, my freezer's getting a little little precariously low oh, it's, it's it's unbelievable <laughs> it's unbelievable i think i left rancho bandito when we did that big grind uh-huh. uh which by the way you realize it's been over since uh, over a year since the disaster grind we won't, oh, we won't get into that that was awful <laughs> god um but you know we did like what uh, we each got like a hundred oh, yeah. 120 150 tubes mm-hmm. i'm freaking it's almost gone yep Man, yeah. I had like a handful <laughs> i know it so again you know we can't so wait we're running out of meat you know yep. here it is in july we're already running out of meat so you know in conclusion hunters should not fight the venison tastes the same whether you killed it at 900 yards or at 75 yards, whether he's eating natural forage, you know, out there on a, you know, in a ravine or he's eating at a feeder. Right. That's no. that's my I'm with I you. Think. It's uh, different styles for different folks. There and, you go. You know, it is what it is. That's what makes yep. the hunting world go around. For but sure. you, you made a great point that uh, don't let them divide us, divide and conquer us. We, yes. should, we need to be the you know, we're constantly being barraged by, uh, you know, ignorant people that you know don't know, don't understand the benefit of hunting. 
Right. Uh, not just to us personally, but to the environment and to the animals and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we, we need to be, you know, together on uh, combating that ignorance. No doubt. You know, uh, always going forward. And, you know, otherwise, you know, there's no be anything left. So. Yep. I agree. So, you know, yeah. I'll, so I'll see you in the deer blind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. But you know, uh, what's interesting? Oh, go ahead. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Listen, the last thing that, that, baiting that baiting does and um this is this is pretty unique to texas not saying that other states don't have a a similar hog problem that we do but you know texas is absolutely overrun with hogs and they literally do millions and millions and millions of dollars of damage uh you know and and these are these are these are farmers okay or these are cattle ranchers whose pastures are literally wiped out in the night you know, and th- this is people's livelihood, you know, that we're talking about, you know, and th- these, these, these hogs have done this. So, you know, those feeders, um, those feeders, again, help bring in the pigs so that you, you can knock them out. And it, it, let me tell you, you will never be able to knock them all out. All right. It's the same thing with your raccoons. You know, you sit there, you, 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 you trap, you do all that kind of stuff and they go away. It's same thing with your coyotes. Okay. Uh, but but they will be back, and it's the same thing with the pigs. But those feeders bring them in to where you can use your AR-15. Oh, watch out, Mister Scary AR-15s here. And, oh, don't and you, you mean can... your assault rifle? Oh God! In <laughs> the podcast, you right. used a buzzword. I have to put uh, the, that E for explicit on this podcast yes, now. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that, that that actually would. Uh, that's that's how that's how panty wasted this society is getting. Anyway, different time for a different podcast. But um, no, but but baiting allows you to bring all those piggies in there. I mean, let, 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 let's face it. When we were at Rancho Bandito back in uh, May, I think it was. We had a a pretty good group of guys that were out turkey hunting, and and we we ended up uh, probably ten or fifteen different places. We ended up counting about sixty five piglets altogether. Piglets that's all together. Okay, that was back in May. Those piglets are now teenagers, fertile age. Okay, oh, and then yeah. they're gonna have they're going to have children well before they're out of high school, and uh, it becomes a big problem. So guess what? When we get the feeders fired, the corn feeders fired back up at Rancho Bandito in October, it is going to be a pig palooza. Um, <laughs> We are going to we are going to be covered in hogs, and we have got to. I mean, it's it's we're laughing about, but it's true. Um, you know, we're going to have to get out there and absolutely thin them out, and it's a great thing because they're damn good to eat. So, mm-hmm. um, well, they say you know they will say they you know can get pregnant twice a year, right? Right. So you have to thin out something like sixty percent of the population every year right. just to keep the, the population in check. Right, <laughs> something like that. Well, so I, I, that I have nuts. I have a wild hog joke that I just thought of. <laughs> what is the one occupation you have you will never see in the feral hog herd? The one occupation you'll never see. Oh, geez, what? A fertility doctor. Wow, wow, wow! Yeah, you like that because they're like every like. Oh, guess what? It's a boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. But you know, they're always pregnant. right. <laughs> and, you know, us, us humans have such a hard time, you know, reproducing, and uh, the, but but the hogs, it's just it's instant. You know, I just Maybe basically walk something. past each other and yeah, yeah, instantly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Golly, that's crazy. 
Uh, Anyways, that's a good one. I, I hope our friend Tyson's listening to this because he loves my jokes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I think that's uh, I think that's a pretty good stopping point right yeah, there. Yeah. But uh, it's um, the, the controversial topics are, are fun to talk about, and we'll uh, we'll do another one real soon. Maybe when we talk about the dreaded hyphen. So that's a spooky one. Let me tell you. Yeah, so uh, everyone listening out there, we'd love to hear what you think. Please uh, shoot us an email. Let us know about uh, what do you, do you agree, disagree with us, our views on baiting. What do you think of us down here, us Texans down here, you know, hunting in deer blinds over feeders <laughs> all year? I mean, we don't all do that, obviously. There's other ways that we hunt down here, but it is something that we can do. So, we uh, yeah. So let us know, you know. Uh, what you think. We'd love to hear it. Uh, email us at howdy at feedbandit.com and uh, let us know. Also, let us know what you think about uh, the controversy of sporting. Is it sporting or not? You know, I'm curious about that as well. Uh, you know, don't hold back. Be very curious to hear what y'all have to say. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, and also, I wanted to point out that we do have a pretty cool blog out there. That's It's pretty interesting. It where we went through all 50 states and basically show, like pulled out what are the feeding regulations, or baiting regulations, if you will, in all 50 states. And uh, it's actually pretty interesting, the uh, differences between states and how they word things, right. uh, you know, the very the little nuances about, you know, when you can, when you can't, where you have to, where you have to be versus where the bait is, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, pretty interesting, the diversity amongst the states as far as that goes. And you can get to that blog directly if you go to feedbandit.com slash feeding. That's F-E-E-D-I-N-G, feeding, feedbandit.com slash feeding. And it'll take you to that article, and you can look up a couple states, uh, yours, if you've never really read the regulations in your state. Uh, you may just know them, but you may never have actually read the actual words. Or, you know a couple states around you or whatnot, just kind of see uh, what they're all about. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that was an interesting one, a good one. Hopefully yeah. it's, uh, we stir up a little controversy and get a little yeah. discussion going. So, Well, uh, you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's, it's good to, you know, to review your facts. You know, if you've got somebody who, uh, you know, if, you, if you've got somebody who's, you know, kind of on the fence, maybe about hunting in general, you know, you, you, you lay out the facts of you know, why you use a feeder, you know, and, 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 re- and if you're, if they're level headed, it really, it, it makes sense. You know, uh, it, it's not as though you're, you're, you know, you're tying them to a post, right. uh, type thing. And then unfortunately, um, you know, there, there used to be a lot of that. I, I saw a video back in the early nineties of, you know, I can't remember what it was. It was, uh, some, some idiot spent a lot of money and they released this bull elk who was like a six by six and was like 500 class type thing. And then shot him right there. I mean, just, <laughs> just, just, just pathetic. That's uh, and, and that, that I would say not... that's probably not sporting. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. everyone would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd miss, I mean, I'd have to have a standard still. <laughs> you want to well, release the, running. Yeah. The buck fever would be. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's the other reason why see, I am all pro baiting because I get so worked up. It is just unbelievable <laughs> that, you know, I, I couldn't make a rush shot if it, uh, if my life counted or not. So right. yeah. All right. Well, uh, 
yeah, if there's anyone just real quick out there that is like passionately against it, I'd love to hear. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to for you to come on the podcast. Yeah. Let's have a discussion about it. It's always good fun. to hear other sides. You know, so uh, let us know. Howdy at feedbandit.com. All right, folks. Uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, just like what we always say, it is uh, it's late summer. Uh, those antlers are starting to finish out. A lot of, you know, at least in Texas, a lot of them have already finished out. Uh, Velvet will be coming off here shortly, I, I believe, actually, in East Texas. So, uh, But then a lot of the parts of the states, uh, you know, in the country, we're starting to get some drought conditions. You know, keep that protein going. R- remember, 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 even though the bucks are maybe finished out and they got what they got, right? the does are still needing that added nutrition to help your future gigantic bucks, right? Uh, They may have little spots right now, but the healthier they are from the start, hopefully the healthier they'll maintain throughout their life. So, you know, keep those mineral stations going, keep those protein stations going. And when you're going to buy that stuff, make sure you do it at your local feed store. Perfect. Perfect. There's your prescription from Dr. Corn Bandit. That's That's right. right. I do have the signature for a doctor, but not the right. not the brain not the brain much. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty, folks. Well, thanks for oh, listening. You know, hey, yes. one, yes. one last thing. Oh, we didn't okay. do it the last time. We, we got to give a big shout out to one of our our dear friends, uh, Mister Illini. Uh, we we call him Illini because he's originally oh, from yes. Illinois. And, uh, you know, we're all from Texas, so we, we, we give him H-E double hockey sticks about that. But um, Illini, it, actually, he, he's a great story. The the guy was green, green, green. He didn't know a whole lot about hunting. He didn't know a whole lot about guns. The only thing he really knew a whole lot about was Texas Tech football and Bud Light Lime. Uh, but we have since exercised the demons, and uh, he's on the track to be a real uh, a real good steward of the land. So, He's been listening, and he, he loves it. So, um, anyways, buddy, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting all your friends listening, too. We appreciate it. Well, you forgot uh, Arsenal. You didn't, br- you didn't bring... Uh... Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, get ready for this. Now, now this might... Uh, he likes soccer. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, anyway, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that like soccer, but he likes all sports. But he was talking about, you know, the, uh, you know, the the British Tucum carries, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't know what you're talking about, you know. And like, we've been sitting here for three freaking hours, and it's still zero zero. And why do they have all the advertising on the damn jersey? <laughs> you know, what the hell is Air Emirates? You know, of course I do know, <laughs> do know what Air Emirates is now. And I'm like, aren't they over in Saudi Arabia? Anyway, it was we we have a good time with them. So I'm actually going to sing tomorrow night. Oh, very good. Very yeah, good. good times. If you're listening, Ji, I'll take another beer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. And now we're we really will, done. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit podcast. Just a reminder to text the word bandit to 345-345. And when you do, you'll join our email list where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services along with entertaining tips and tricks straight to your inbox. You don't want to miss out. So again, text the word bandit to 345-345 and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Until next time, have a good one. And remember to support your local feed store.